Get Macy's lowest prices of the season on must-haves to make spring your season. Like twirl-worthy dresses for $79.99 and under. 50 to 65% off effortlessly cool suits from Tommy Hilfiger and more. And 65% off Charter Club damask sheets and bedding. And get contact-free curbside pickup or pickup in store today. Details at Macy's.com slash pickup. Savings off regular sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. At Lexia, we know literacy changes lives. As the gateway to the future for every student, literacy can boost their confidence and help them realize their full potential. Based on the science of reading, our literacy programs, along with all of those dedicated educators, can change the path of students' lives forever. We believe literacy can and should be for all. That's why at Lexia, we're all for literacy. All right, and we live. What's up, what's up, what's up? Y'all know it's your girl, Ash, with another episode of Black Girl Interrupted. And look who I got with me this evening. Let me go this way. Who I got with me this evening? Tell them who you are. They got to know. I am I am the son of the CEO of Black Girl Interrupted, Ja'Cory Colbert. <laughs> Thanks for having me. You're welcome, you're welcome, you're welcome. So... Before we even jump into today's conversation, y'all already know I got to do my mental health check-in. So y'all tap in with your girl. Let your girl know how y'all feeling today. It's Sunday. We were two days away from full 20. What's up? Y'all tap in with your girl. Let your girl know how you're doing today. And while we waiting, patiently waiting for the comments to start rolling in, y'all already know y'all can tap in with your girl. Every Tuesday night, every Thursday night, 8 p.m. Central Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Y'all, I am on Instagram. Y'all, I am on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I'm on all the streaming platforms, baby. Y'all know I'm everywhere. So y'all tune in with your girl. But drop in the comments. Let me know how y'all feeling today. I want to know, y'all, it's Sunday. It's beautiful. I'm, I'm rocking my, my Nipsey Hustle shirt today because y'all know the marathon still continues. I got my melanin. Colors by Keish Lipstick on the day. Hey, Brandon. Good to see you, love. Good, good, good to see you. There's Brandon. Hey. Good to see you, love. So, how you feeling today, son? Talk to your mama. How you feeling today? I'm feeling pretty good, you know. Uh, you know, I was able to wake up in the morning. I'm thankful for that, and, you know. Then did some catching up on the new TV series on Disney Plus called Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Y'all should watch that. It's really good. <laughs> you and these shows, honey. You and these shows. Hey, bro. Good to see you, baby. I know it. Be blessed, honey, on this wonderful, phenomenal Sunday. Like my son said, we woke up this morning, so everybody should be blessed. Everybody should be blessed. So, son, son, son. I'm so glad to have you back on the show again. You know, it's always a joy when, when my son taps in with his mom and, and we are able to have real live conversations, not just about mother and son or family, but just things that are going on in the world. You know, as you see, I, I'm raising a black man in this world and with everything that's going on, I wanted, my, I, I wanted to bring my son on today simply because of what's been going on. My son has a story he wants to share. Um, 
in regards to all of this. So y'all keep tapping in with your girl. Let me know how y'all feeling today. Y'all know I'm doing my mental health check-in. Hey, Brenda. Ah! That's your cousin right there. She live in California. We're going to see her in June. Who <laughs> we're going to see her. I'm so excited to see her. Now you finally see him, Brenda. <laughs> there he is right there. So before I jump into any more comments, let me go ahead and tell y'all what we're discussing today. So today we are talking about do we need to start policing the police in the slaughter of unarmed black men and women? When I tell y'all this is happening at an alarming rate, every time I turn on the news, it's another unarmed black man that's been killed by the police. So I want to know, when are we going to start holding these police accountable? When are they going to stop getting slaps on the wrist? When are they going to actually start being convicted and actually really doing some serious jail time? That's the issue that I have. That's the discussion for tonight. I had to bring it to the forefront. Hey, Cordero. <laughs> Good to see you. <laughs> see you, Cord. Brenda, say hey, little cousin. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> so, I mean, I, I'm so tired. I, I mean, we have these conversations almost every week. Almost every day, every month, every second, every minute, every moment, we're, we're constantly having these conversations about the police killing these unarmed black men, unarmed black women, black girls, black boys. My issue is, I want to know when is it going to stop? You know, that that's what I want to know. Our, our latest victims are Dante Wright and Adam Toledo. Y'all say those names. Say those names. Remember those names. Remember those names. Dante Wright, 20 years old, killed. Because a 26-year veteran for the police officer mistook a gun for a taser. He was pulled over because they had a warrant for his arrest. And the reason he had a warrant for his arrest is because the summons was sent to the incorrect address. So what we're going to talk about today, we're going to discuss that. We're also going to talk about Adam Toledo, 13 years old, murdered by the police. I'm also going to touch on Karan Nazaro. Nazario, my apologies. A lieutenant in the, in the army. Pepper sprayed by the police. But pulled over for what? And then y'all know, y'all already know. I got to touch on George Floyd. Tomorrow starts the closing arguments. Will we get justice for George Floyd and his family? So before we tap in and jump off into the conversations, Cordero says, what it do, Corey? <laughs> right, right. Brandon says they need to be held accountable. Something's got to give. Absolutely. I don't mm -hmm. disagree with that at all. We absolutely need to do something about it. They need to start holding these police accountable for these murders. You know, stop giving them paid time off. Start convicting them. Stop firing them. Convict them. Give them time. And I don't mean charging with manslaughter or uh, what's another one? Aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. It's almost like 
these lives don't matter. It's almost like these lives don't matter anymore. So we got to stand together. So before we jump into that, um, y'all already know I bring receipts. Y'all already know. So this is a trigger. So anybody with any mental illness, I want y'all to know this is a trigger. So we about to get into talking about Dante Wright, a gun or a taser. So, y'all brace yourself for this video. As I watched the video and listened to the officer's commands, it is my belief that the officer had the intention to deploy their taser, but instead shot Mr. Wright with a single bullet. This appears to me, from what I viewed and the officer's reaction and distress immediately after, that this was an accidental discharge. It's, it's really upsetting, really, because this this wasn't the first time a cop, quote unquote, accidentally misplaced their gun for their taser because it happened with. I forgot his name, but the Fruitvale Fruitvale Station, the cop said, uh, yeah, Oscar Grant, yeah. The cop like like said before he mistook his gun for a taser and he shot Oscar. Like and you think being on the force for 20, 26 plus years, you'd ought to know the difference between where your gun is and where your taser is. Every day you walk out of the house, that's what I fear for you. You're my only son. That's exactly what I fear for you. Every day you walk out of that door, are you going to come home? Am I going to get a phone call? When I said I wasn't going to get emotional today, but it's happening at an alarming rate. And at some point, it has to stop. You know, when you go out of the house, I think about you. 
You're Dante Wright. You're Trayvon Martin. You're my Mike Brown. That's who you are. I worry for you. I pray for you. I pray for y'all more than I pray for me. Because the police don't care about you. They don't care. And every time I see videos like this, it just, it does something to my spirit. You know, I, I, I'm really stumbling over my words today because I'm trying to, I'm trying to really get it together and it's a lot, you know, it, it's a whole lot. So I know you've had an encounter with the police. You can't share. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I remember this. Um, my aunt and I went to the movies to go see Venom. Yeah, that's what it was. And as we were, you know, leaving, uh, we got pulled over by the cops and they questioned my aunt saying, asking, have we been in an altercation or anything? Cause they've got a report of, you know, someone fighting or anything. And, you know, my aunt told her repeatedly, you know, we've never been in, there was no altercation. We've never been in a fight. We just came back from the movies. They, I don't even think that they, they believed her because, because they kept asking for me to get out of the car. If my aunt wasn't there, I would have, you know, done everything in my power to, you know, make think, make sure things didn't escalate or anything, you know. But when my aunt there, she, you know, refused, told him, no, no, he's not getting out. And, you know, before anything, like, got any far, three people who were in, who or who called or who were involved in it came out and told them, Hey, these weren't the people. They're over there. They're at another part of the little parking lot. And like after that, you know, there's no like sorry or anything. He just shut the door and left. And we just drove home. How did that make you feel? Uh I was very confused, but the thing that did get to me is how like, you know, the flashes of red and blue are like supposed to like makes people feel safe, you know, make them feel secure and everything. But once I saw those red and blue lights, I felt fear and it, it shouldn't be like that, but that's the reality we live in. So let me ask you this. So for those that don't know, this is Dante Wright. 20-year-old father killed by the police. He had a warrant for his arrest. He was pulled over. He was killed. Murdered. Slaughtered, whatever you want to call it. Say his name. 
say his name, Dante Wright. So I've seen comments on social media in regards to the murder, and I'm going to say it again, the murder of this young man. I don't care what this young man's past was, but his past didn't warrant him to get murdered on that day. It didn't warrant that. You have a son now without a father. You have a mother and a father now without a son. Because of the negligence of a police officer that was, that was sworn to protect and serve. My question for this police officer, and she's been charged with second degree manslaughter. So my question is, how do you not know the difference between a gun and a taser? But you've been on the force for 26 years. Drop in the comments, y'all. Let's talk about this. Let's have this discussion today and any other day after that. That could have been your son. That could have been your brother. That could have been your nephew. That could have been your father. So at some point, again, when do we start holding the police accountable for these? For these murders? That's one of the biggest questions I want to know. When are we going to start holding these people accountable? It's almost like, you know, this could be your son. And we could be sitting right here having this exact same conversation about your child. I think it's so sad that we have to sit and have conversations with our children on what to do when they leave the home. But even though we still we have these conversations, whether they comply or don't comply, they still end up dead. That, that's 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 the most baffling thing to me. Whether whether you do what the police say, they still shoot you. Whether you don't do what the police say, they still shoot you. So it's like you can't win for losing. So what do we do? What are we left to do? What are we left to do, son? You know, they say, oh, you got to comply. Put your hands up. You put your hands up, they shoot you. They tell you, get your, get your license and registration. You reach for that, they kill you. Philando Castillo, prime example. He complied and he still was killed. And the thing that bothers me is like people, you know, saying, oh, if they didn't do this, that, and a third, they would still be alive. Or like, or justifying or defending the cops for these actions. Like, right. like how, how can you like live, or I wouldn't say live with yourself. How, how can you say that? Like, like you said before, what if it was like someone that you knew or like your son, your daughter, anyone that you know, that's, you know, that was taken away from this world from police brutality, you know, are you, are you going to say, oh, maybe if my, you know, 
sister didn't do this, that, and a third, maybe they would still be alive. No, I highly doubt they'll say that. You know, one of the biggest issues that I have when it when it comes down to things like this is they always, always bring up a person's past. You know, yeah, I hate that too. You know, for example, George Floyd, you know, because we're going to get to him later on in, in the show. Oh, he was this. He was that. So that warranted him to be murdered. Adam Toledo. 13 year old kid killed by the police. Casey Goodson killed in December. All he had was Subway sandwiches in his hand, and he was murdered by the police. He was allegedly weaving a gun around, and he wasn't even who they were looking for. Casey Goodson murdered. The list goes on and on. Trayvon Martin murdered by a wannabe police, a wannabe cop, a security guard of an apartment complex. Killed. Mike Brown, shot, unarmed. Brianna Taylor, Rakia Boyd, Sandra Bland, Botham Jean, murdered in his house, in his living room, his house. Bob, police officer. When is it gonna? You know that that's that's the most upsetting thing to me, and that's why I tell you, you know, when you when you are out, I don't like you out late. I know you're twenty. I know you're an adult. I don't like you out late. You get pulled over. These police have zero understanding. All they see is a black male out at one or two o'clock in the morning. That's all they see. And they'll make up a reason to pull you over. Oh, your tail light is out. Oh, you were speeding or you were doing this. You were doing And then the windows are tinted on your car. That's even more reason for them to pull you over. I just pray over you. Saying your son has been murdered. That's what I pray for. I pray for every black man. I, I, I pray for every black boy, every black man, every black girl, every black woman that leaves their homes. I just want to see my black men grow old. I want to see y'all become fathers. I want to see you live long enough to be grandfathers. You know. You all I got. You're my only son. And I love you with everything in me. So I worry. So if I'm fussing at you because you're out too late, 
It's not because I'm trying to tell you what to do. It's because I want to save your life. That's what I want to do. I want my son to come home to me. I want my son to live long enough to get married and, and bring me a, a grandbaby or, or, or a grandpa, whatever. That's all. I want that for you. Mr. Brandon says, it's so important to talk about these things actually happen. Absolutely. Every time you turn on the news, you know, every time you get on social media, it's, it's a hashtag. Hashtag this person. Hashtag that person. You know, and these police get to go I remember last year when, when George Floyd was murdered and uh, we went out to the protest. My son was like, I want to go out there. I was like, shoot, let's go. Let's roll. We going. You know, I wanted my son to know why we're out here marching, why we're out here protesting. It's to save his life. And every other black man and black boy and black woman and black girl out here in the world. That's why we get out here and this is why we do this. You know, how did you, so let me ask your son. So we went out there for George Floyd. How did you feel being out there? Cause you know, I was ready to go out. You know, I was, I, I was ready. You know, your mom was ready. Were you scared? A little bit. It, it was sort of like, I was half like, you know, willing to go out and half like kind of worried because, you know, I've also heard like how these, po these policemen would, uh, now through April 14th, join a clean and spacious planet fitness for $1 down and only $10 a month with tons of equipment and free fitness training. It's the perfect place for everybody to work out. Even me, Mr. I can't sleep at night. So I keep dozing off during the day. Especially you, Snoozy. You'll rest easier and feel fit-tacular. Wait, how did you get in here? Join in club or at planetfitness.com. $1 down, $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Hurry. Deal ends April 14th. See club for details. At Lexia, we know literacy changes lives. As the gateway to the future for every student, literacy can boost their confidence and help them realize their full potential. Based on the science of reading, our literacy programs along with all of those dedicated educators, can change the path of students' lives forever. We believe literacy can and should be for all. That's why at Lexia, we're all for literacy. Throw tear gas or, like, shoot rubber bullets at the crowd or, you know, do, like, anything, do, like, a lot of stuff that could happen. Right, right. But in that moment when you when we went out there and you were actually witnessing all of it, how did that make you feel? And during the process, it was it was good, you know, it made me feel powerful, it made me, you know, feel like my voice is being heard. Along with a along with a whole lot of other people from you know, all different shades. You know, I was actually more glad for that, because you know, there are a ton of people that say they are for it, but then they turn around and like do. How do it's how, what's the word where they say they do it? They say they're for 
for the movement, but they don't act on it. Right. They don't. They only do it for like for their right. image. Yeah. Right. 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 It's almost like they do it just to say, "Oh, I went out there, or I was a part of this, or oh, I did that, or I did this." But you know, when I go out there to those, when I when I go to this, these marches and I go to these protests, I do it on the strength of you and your sisters amongst the other black men and black boys and black women and black girls out here. I go out there and march for me. And I go and I march for everybody else, you know, because at some point, like I say, I'm so tired of seeing this. And there's no justice for it. But yet you have these white gunmen that go and shoot up nail salons because they've had a bad day and they go to jail unscathed. Just had them there's a there's a, a shooter, an active shooter they're looking for. I don't know if they've caught him in Austin right now. Just had a mass shooting in what Bryan, Texas. In Colorado, Dylan Ruth went and shot, what, nine people inside a church? They took him to Burger King. And also that one guy that went after Asian-American individuals, shot them all. And, you know, yeah, the policeman even, yeah, and the policeman even said, like, you know, he was, I don't, I don't know if it was the same one, but he was like saying, oh, he had a bad day. Yeah. Or there, there were like no clear motives. And then they went on to say, oh, he had a sex addiction. Yeah. So that warrants you to go out and, and, and kill nine Asian people? Is that what that warrants? Oh, I had a bad, so I, I'm going to wake up. I have bad days, a lot of days. So that's supposed, so I'm supposed to be able to get up and say, you know what? I'm going to go kill somebody today because I've had a bad day. That, you know that that's what I don't understand. Is that is that okay? And that's why I say no, they justify these these white men, these white boys that go out and, and, and slaughter people. Oh, he had mental illness. Oh, he came from a a broken home. Oh, he had this. Oh, he had that. But when it's a black boy that's murdered, or a black man that's murdered, it's Oh, well, he was a drug addict. Oh, he did this. Oh, he oh he robbed somebody. Oh, he did this. He did that. But you just had a, a, a white boy that just woke up one day and went and killed nine people. But, oh, he suffers from mental illness. I don't understand. So in regards to Dante Wright, I don't care what that young man's past was that did not warrant that young man to be murdered by a police officer that allegedly mistook her gun for a taser. How do you not know the difference? Let's talk about it. Drop it in the comments. How do you not know the difference? It's definitely a big difference in the weight. Between a gun and a taser, a gun is way heavier than a taser. 
And plus, you also you need to switch off the safety for a gun. So. Right. Even though she was screaming, taser, tase him, tase him, tase him. You didn't know the difference between your gun and a taser? Aren't your gun and taser on two different sides of your holster? I mean, you know, I'm just asking a question. I'm just curious to know. That's what I want to know. So Dante Wright, sending an abundance of love and prayers to the family of Dante Wright. So Brandon says they're on the whole opposite sides of your body too. That's what I thought. The gun is on the left and the taser is on the right, or maybe I'm saying the opposite. So love and prayers to the family of Dante Wright. I pray for his son. I pray for his mother, his father siblings and the rest of his loved ones so let's jump on into adam toledo the 13 year old young man murdered by the police in minnesota was it in minnesota yeah in minnesota 13 years old You know, these, these things, you get so tired of talking about them. Shot in the chest, 13 years old. He complied. When he turned around to the police, he had his hands up. Murder, shot. And I want to say 0 0.3 seconds, this young man was... Killed, shot in the chest, 13 years old. 13 years old, Adam Toledo. They getting younger and younger by the day. By the day. It just, I, when I tell you, son, I, I just... I have these conversations because they're warranted, they're needed. Am I tired of having these conversations? Yeah, I am. I'm absolutely tired. I remember just having conversations with you and telling you, oh, son, go out and play. Be careful. Stay out of the street. Now I have to tell you, keep your hands on the steering wheel. Don't wear your hoodie. If you wear your hoodie, don't, don't, don't put the little cover part on your head. Call me when you make it home. Call me when you make it to your destination. And I, I need to know where your location is. Drop your location on the iPhone so I can know where you are. I remember we didn't have these problems, you know, when I was your age. We didn't have these issues. I mean, we did. Let me let me correct myself. We did, but not not as big as they are now. You know, now we have camera phones where we're able to record things now. Cause I could go all the way back to the Rodney King beat, to the to the riots in Watts, California, when those police officers beat up Rodney King and they all got off. 
you know. Brandon says, the gun is on the dominant side from what I know. The taser, you have to reach across your whole body to grab. That's what I thought. I thought the gun was typically, if you're right-handed, it was on the right side, and then your taser was to the left, and then, you know, vice versa. Um, so Kim says, police reform needs to be next on Biden and Kamala's agenda, in my opinion. I totally agree. Speak on it, son. Speak on it. Yeah, it totally should, you know. Although, like, I, I want things to, like, happen, like, you know, like that, but it is, we got to go, like, really, really slow. And as much as I hate for it to be, you know, it's a very slow process. As long as, you know, my future kids and, you know, my future's kids, kids, and so on and so forth don't have to deal with these issues. But I totally agree with you, Kim. Police reform, it absolutely, I think that needs to be on the top of the list. I'm not saying um, the trans and the LGBTQ community don't deserve some type of rights. So don't, don't take that, you know, the wrong way, but I'm with you. Police reform needs to be at the top of the list. You know, I know they're trying to deal with the illegal immigrants and things of that nature, but I think we, we well, let me say this. We need to take care of home first. Let's do that. Let's definitely take care of that. Brandon says he completely agrees with you. I'm with you, B. I'm definitely with you, Kim. I'm definitely with you. You know. It absolutely does. It's, it's almost like these police, they shoot first and then ask questions. You know, in regards to Adam Toledo, which I am going to um, show the video. Um, in regards to Adam Toledo, he had a gun. The gun was not in his hand. He turned around. He did exactly what the police said. He had his hands up, but he was shot in like 0.2 seconds. Why the excessive force? Why? Aren't y'all taught to take... I, I mean, you know, I'm not a police officer, but I, I, I just... I don't understand. This boy was murdered in like 0 0.2 seconds. From Like I said, I'm going to play the video. Um... Y'all just don't know. Every day. It's another young man that was murdered. I, I'll have to come back to him. Another young man was murdered. But Kim, I'm with you. You got black brothers. You know, you got uncles, you got cousins. When are we... I, I'm over it. It's sickening. It makes me sick in my stomach. So y'all hold tight. Here's the video. 
of Adam Toledo. Again, Adam Toledo, 13 years old, murdered by the police. It's a trigger. So y'all hold tight is also new reporting this Friday night in the deadly police shooting of a 13-year-old boy in Chicago. Surveillance video showing the boy with a 21-year-old in the minutes before they're confronted by police. The officer yelling to see his hands. Authorities say a still frame of the video shows Adam Toledo holding what appears to be a gun in his right hand before allegedly tossing it, then shot and killed. And the video appears to show it all happened in less than a second. Here's ABC's Alex Perez tonight. Tonight, newly released video showing 13-year-old Adam Toledo and 21-year-old Ruben Roman Jr. walking through this Chicago neighborhood about 2.30 in the morning. Surveillance capturing several rounds of gunfire. The pair then seen running away as police respond. In the police body cam video, you can see Officer Eric Stillman chasing the two suspects, pushing one to the ground, running after the other. The officer yelling to see the suspect's hands. Toledo's right hand momentarily out of view as the boy pivots, turns around, and raises both hands. Officer Stillman fires a single shot. Toledo's hands appear to be empty when he was struck. A freeze frame image shows Toledo holding what appears to be a gun in that right hand. Authorities say it was less than one second from when the weapon seems to disappear and when the boy is shot in the chest. This nearby security camera capturing the heart racing moments before the shooting. The 13-year-old allegedly tossing the handgun behind this wooden fence where it was recovered by police. The firearm seen on the officer's body cam. Stillman immediately after the shooting calling for an ambulance and beginning CPR. Appearing to be emotional, later sitting on the ground, another officer consoling him. I'm Officer Stillman from the Chicago Police Department. Stillman, seen here in a video for a toy giveaway, joined the force in 2015. He has three complaints and four use of force reports on his record, but has never been disciplined. The police union lawyer representing Stillman defending his actions, saying he was, quote, left with no other option. But the Toledo family attorney says the video speaks for itself. If you're shooting a, an unarmed child with his hands in the air, it is an assassination. Demonstrators taking to the streets Thursday demanding justice. And more demonstrations, David, are planned here in Chicago tonight. And city officials are bracing for possibly more through the weekend. In a statement, the 13-year-old family is calling for people to remain peaceful and nonviolent. David? All right, Alex Perez reporting from Chicago tonight. Alex, thanks. Hi, everyone. George Stephanopoulos here. Thanks for checking out the ABC News YouTube channel. If you'd like to get more videos, show highlights, and watch live event coverage, click on the right over here to subscribe to our channel. And don't forget to download the ABC News app for breaking news alerts. Thanks for watching.
I mean, you didn't really give him much of a chance to surrender, really. Like for like, for like like you saw in the video, he would for like one split second he did have his hands up. After that, he just shot him. So that's my concern. You know that that's that's my issue. Is he did what you told him to do? He had his hands up. He posed no threat to you. So why shoot? Why didn't you tase him? Oh, that's right, because they're taught to shoot first and ask questions later. That's what they're taught to do. And I think it's so sad that you have these police officers that stand by and say nothing. These conversations... Get disheartening every day. This could be your son. This could be your brother. This could be your cousin. This could be your nephew. And all you could say is, oh, he was a thug. He was a criminal. He was a hoodlum. Do I question why a 13-year-old child was out at 2.30 in the morning? Yeah. Do I question why this young man had a gun? Yeah. But I also question this police officer and why one second this boy was killed. That's what I want to know. Kim says she's a case manager who deals with individuals with mental illness. And I go in those homes with a pen and paper but these cops are scared. Give me a break. Right. And Kim, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad you said that because that takes me back to Patrick Warren Sr. that was murdered a couple of months ago in Colleen, Texas. A mental illness patient whose family called the non-emergency line because their father was going through a mental illness crisis. Patrick Warren Sr. ended up with three bullets to the chest. Unarmed. Murdered in his front yard in front of his wife, his children, and his family. The rest of his family. Thinking back to that, you know, watching that video with Patrick Warren, like I say, Kim, that, that really, like I say, it takes me back to that video. The police officer came with an attitude. Almost like he didn't want to be there. He was not even trained to deal with a person that goes through a mental illness crisis. But Patrick Warren Sr. ended up with three bullets to the chest. So Kim says, I have dealt with individuals on parole for murder, attempted murder, assaults. The list goes on and on, and yet I haven't been in fear of my life. 
You have to know how to communicate with individuals. That's you just hit the nail on the head. Do I feel like these police officers need to be retrained? Absolutely. If you got a chip on your shoulder, you shouldn't be a police officer. If you can't decipher a gun from a taser, you shouldn't be a police officer. You shouldn't even be allowed to carry a little water gun. If you can't tell the difference between a gun and a taser and you've been on the force for 26 plus years. Even my 20-year-old son sitting right here on live with me knows the difference between a gun and a taser. He just specifically told you, you got to remove the safety off the gun. So how do you not know? I don't understand that. And that's something I'll never be able to wrap my brain around to understand. These unarmed boys and girls being murdered by the police. And they get to go home to their families. I want to know how you even sleep with blood on your uniform. With no regards. That's what I don't understand. Adam Toledo, y'all, say his name, 13 years old. Murdered by the police. He complied. He had his hands up. Nothing in his hands. You see, nothing in my hands. Murder. I, I just... So to Kamala Harris and Joe Biden, I understand you got things to do, but please put police reform at the top of the list. Please put it at the top of the list. Make that your agenda for tomorrow. Make that a priority. Because we're losing our black boys and our black men at alarming rates by these roguish-ass police that walk around with chips on their shoulders. That were probably bullied and beat up in school so they became police officers so they could beat up and bully other people. That needs to be on the to-do list. That needs to be a priority. I mean, that needs to be in, in, in bold letters. Police reform. That should be in bold letters. Oh, yes, Kim, I said that earlier. She said, but yet these white shooters get taken in alive and well. Absolutely, because I talked about Dylan Roof went in a church, sat in a church, a whole service. Killed, what, nine people, ten people? And they took him to Burger King. They stopped and asked him, did you want a Whopper? Do you want cheese? No onions? You want mayo and ketchup? At Firehouse Subs, a portion of every purchase helps provide life-saving equipment to first responders. We make our subs differently because our subs can make a difference. 
like our spicy Cajun chicken sub with sliced, grilled Cajun seasoned chicken breast, melted pepper jack cheese, house-made Cajun mayo and jalapenos, all on a toasted sub roll. And it's only at Firehouse Subs. Click the banner now to start your pickup or delivery order. At Lexia, we know literacy changes lives. As the gateway to the future for every student, literacy can boost their confidence and help them realize their full potential. Based on the science of reading, our literacy programs, along with all of those dedicated educators, can change the path of students' lives forever. We believe literacy can and should be for all. That's why at Lexia, we're all for literacy. Oh, and don't forget about... What you say? Go ahead, son. Go I said ahead. don't forget about... Uh, I don't know what's his last name, but it was Kyle something who shot two people with an AR weapon. He, he was... He was he was taken. He, he was still alive. And right. people, like, praised him and, like, said he was justified for what he was doing. Oh, you're talking about the young man whose mother drove him to that protest mm -hmm. and shot those people. Mm -hmm. And was it Michael, was it Mark Paul Gosler or somebody that contributed to getting this young man out of jail and his mother drove him across state lines and he murdered, what, two, three people? But unfortunately, that's not the case for the people that look like me and you, son. Unfortunately, that's not the case. Oh, yeah, we go to jail. We just don't come home. Like the young man that was arrested for, I think he had less than a, a, a gram of weed and he ended up dead. But nobody's ready to have that conversation. Nobody's ready to talk about that. Everyone's like very against during these conversations until it happens to them. Then they want to be part of the talk. You hit the nail on the head, baby. You hit the nail on the head. You know, and that's why, you know, I, I stress it so much when it comes to black, you know, with black girl interrupted. Is, is I pushed for these uncomfortable conversations because they need to be had. They absolutely need to be had. These topics, they need to be discussed. You know, I, I've, I've had my, my non-black friends say, oh, Ashley, I'm so sorry. You're, I appreciate it, but you don't understand my pain. You don't understand what it's like to walk in my shoes. They, they'll never understand what it's like to walk in your shoes, son. They'll never understand. My son was born with two targets. He's black and he's a male. I pray every day for my son. When he leaves to go to work, when he leaves just to go hang out with his friends, when he leaves to... Just go get something to eat. I pray that my son comes home to me and that I don't get a phone call saying, oh, your son was pulled over by the police and he's in critical condition. He was shot three times. I pray for my son. I pray for my, my nephews. I, I pray for my little cousins. I, I pray for the rest of my male 
family members. I pray y'all make it back home. It's disheartening that I have to sit and have these conversations with you. Absolutely, Kim. They'll never understand what it's like to be black. They don't look at me and, 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 and think I'm your equal. No. And whoever thinks that, you need to come from up under that rock because I don't, I, I don't look like you, so therefore, they don't see me and you as the same. As much as y'all would like for us to be the same, they don't look at me and you the same. They don't. But again, I'm going to continue to have these conversations. Yeah, they get on, they're uncomfortable. But imagine how we feel. You know, I, one of my Facebook friends, I love her dearly. One of her Facebook friends commented in regards to Dante Wright and say, oh, he was a thug. and You're not going to get me to believe, oh, just because you post a picture with his, with his son and all. We live in a well-to-do area. You don't think we're uncomfortable? That I have to have a conversation with my son? I have to tell my son, Jacory, hey, go home. Why are you out this late? I had to have a talk with him the other day. He had, he had Waterberg at, at 2 o'clock in the morning. What are you doing? I understand you were hungry, son, but I didn't need a phone call. You innocently going to get something to eat, but you don't know what if you would have got pulled over by the police, how that police was feeling. He might have just wanted to be an asshole that night. Thank God when you left the movies that night, you made it home in one piece and not in a body bag. So I worry for you. Because like I say, you comply, you die. You don't comply, you die. You can't win for losing. So I worry about you. I, I pray for you. I, I, as much as I want to keep you protected and, and, and up under me, I know I can't. It's a lot. It's a whole, whole lot. Karan Nazario. He's a lieutenant in the army that was pepper sprayed by the police. Was it too excessive? I think it was. I saw the video and he was, you know, reportedly asking, you know, why am I being pulled over? They never answered. They keep telling him to get out of the car or like, yeah, they were telling him to get out of the car. He had a seatbelt on and he knew if he did go and like, you know, unbuckle his seatbelt, they probably would have assumed he was reaching for a gun and probably shot him. Right. But unfortunately, this is life. This is everyday life. This is the norm now. Y'all already know I got the video. So let's talk about Haran Nazario. Let's talk about it. One of the police officers involved in a controversial traffic stop of a black and Latino army officer in December 
has been fired. Body camera footage shows Windsor, Virginia police officers Joe Gutierrez and Daniel Crocker pointing their guns at Army 2nd Lieutenant Karan Nazario before Gutierrez pepper sprays him. Lieutenant Nazario was released without being charged, and he is now suing both officers. CBS News correspondent Christina Ruffini has the story. What's going on? How many occupants are in your vehicle? It's only myself. Why are your weapons drawn? What's going on? The door slowly. Step out. Get out. Get, on. Get out the car. Get out now. I have not committed any crime. In body camera and cell phone video, Army 2nd Lieutenant Caron Nazario, still in his uniform, holds his hands out the window of his new car, while two Windsor, Virginia police officers, guns drawn, order him to get out. I'm honestly afraid to get out. Can I? Yeah, you, you should be. Get out of the car now. Get out of the car. Get your hands off me, get please. Get your hands off me. You know what? Get your hands off me. Get your hands off me. I didn't do anything. Don't do that. Nazario repeatedly asked why he's been pulled over before ex-officer Joe Gutierrez pepper sprays him through the open window. Sir, just get out the car. I'm trying to breathe. Ugh. My dog is in the back. My dog is choking right Get now. Get out of the car. Nazario is then kicked, forced to the ground, and put in handcuffs. Why am I being treated like this? Why? You're not cooperating. The incident report says Nazario was pulled over for not having tags displayed on his SUV. But the temporary dealer plate is visible in the officer's body cam video. The report also said officers treated it as a high-risk stop because Nazario had tinted windows and drove at a very low speed to a gas station before pulling over. A move Gutierrez later said he understood. As far as you not stopping and because you're uncomfortable and you wanted a wellness spot, Lieutenant, that happens with all of us. He did everything that we are told to do to, to, for everyone's safety. Attorney Jonathan Arthur represents Nazario. When you look in your rearview mirror and you see two firearms trained at you, you've got to get real calm real quick if you want to get out of there alive. You know, it's a credit to his training. What are you, a specialist, Corporal? What are you? I'm a lieutenant. According to the lawsuit, the officers also threatened to derail Nazario's military career if he pursued further action against them. If you want to just chill, let this go, and no charges filed, We'll take the handcuffs off, we'll get you a bottle of water to drink on, and sit here until you feel comfortable driving. Now, after that search of his vehicle turned up no violations, Nazario was released without charge. The governor of Virginia has asked state police to investigate the incident. CBS News reached out to the Windsor Police Department. We did not hear back. Anthony Nazario's attorney said he wanted to file the lawsuit to hold these two officers accountable. And so these kinds of stops stop happening. Christina Ruffini, thanks, Christina. Wow. I mean... I can't imagine pulling into a gas station and suddenly facing a couple of guys with guns look pointed in your window. But this is the thing, guys. He was calm the whole, whole time. time. Yeah. And he's he was calm. They weren't. He's in uniform. And when they said he drove at a low rate of speed, that should show he wasn't trying to get away. No. And I don't blame him. As a black man in this country, yeah. stop getting stopped on a rural highway. He's thinking, let me get to where there's get light. To where it's lit. Yeah. And he immediately started cooperating. Just that this is the thing that bothers me. It was such an issue of power and control. They did not treat that man like a human no. being. Yeah. And, and since, that's what's and so since, troubling about it. And since when do you get pulled over for having tinted windows? Well, yeah, they could have solved that much differently. Which, driving slow was a problem. We know driving fast is a problem. So what's the yes, solution here? Yeah. Yeah. They said he got he got pulled over too, Anthony, because he didn't have a, a license plate on the back. It was but there. It, but it, it turns out it, it was. It was a temporary was, one yes, in the window. The report showed it was yeah. there. Yeah, it was there. Take a no. peek.
Here we go. I remember hearing about this, and they say about the whole tag situation that the person made an error to the report. That wasn't no error. He straight up lied. Right. But your pepper sprayed him. Okay, first off, let, 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 let's go back just a moment. I was told that if you were ever pulled over, or if a police got behind you and they cut their lights on on a dark road, that you were able to drive to a well-lit area where you felt comfortable. That's what I was told. So this Mr. Nazario did this. The moment he said, I'm afraid to get out of the car, the police officer was like, oh, you should be. You asshole. How would you feel as a black man? Two police officers come to the car with the, with they with their guns drawn in your face, telling you get out of the car, but yet failing to tell you what they're pulling you over for. Then your like pet. Yeah, like that lady said in the video, it's all about that power and control. Oh, I don't listen to nothing Gail has to say because that's another one that we'll say that that conversation for a whole nother show when it comes to Gail King. Oprah and Kale, we'll leave that for a whole nother conversation because Gail is another one that has no room to talk in regards of tearing down black men. But again, we'll save that conversation for a whole nother day. But go ahead, son. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. What were you saying? No, I was saying I was I was agreeing with what she was saying, like how they obviously yes, there's definitely a racial issue going on with the police department, and also there's also people who abuse the power and authority that they have that they you know want everyone to do like exactly what they say, like even if like they don't comply, you know, there's no it's, it's like you said it's not warranted for them to like kill them. Like, there's no reason for that. But they do, son. But they do. Your life doesn't matter to them. You know. And Kim says, you know, and the cop was mad because the lieutenant didn't pull over immediately, but he wanted to be in a well-lit area. And when the lieutenant tells him he's afraid to get out, the cop says, yeah, you should be. What the fuck? Right. That's the, that's the issue because... I was told, again, that if, if you're on a dark road and the police get behind you and cut the lights off, you can drive. You're just supposed to call 911 and say, hey, the police are behind me. I'm on a dark road. I'm, I'm not trying to flee, but I'm trying to get to an area where it's well lit. Then you're telling him to get out of the car. He's asking you. And, and, the, and the, what commends me about Mr. Nazario is like, how calm he was. Right, Kim. That if you are somewhere and you don't feel safe, you're allowed to keep driving to an area where you feel safe. Then for, for him to turn around and lie and say, oh, we didn't see the tag, but we saw, we saw it clear as day in, in your body cam. 
Ray Charles stole it. Stevie Wonder stole it. It was in the upper right hand of the, of the back window. So again, I, I, I want to know why he was pulled over. I'm so curious to know. They took it too far with the pepper spraying. Again, this excessive force, a lot of the, a lot of this excessive force that these police do is not even warranted. It's not warranted. If you feel as a police officer, if you cannot control your emotions, then you don't need to be a cop. Maybe you need to go sit behind a desk and push papers. I'm going to say that. If you're a, a small man with a big ego, then maybe you don't need to be a police officer. That's what I want to know. I, I just don't understand. And I don't fault Mr. Nazario for suing those two police officers. I don't fault him. What else you got to say about this, son? I'm pretty much, pretty much say what I said, you know, like, you know, they didn't like that like your friend Kim said they should have communicated with people you know told him why they stopped him but they didn't right Kim girl I said it every day this is modern day lynching it absolutely is the slaughter of these black men I mean we could even go back like I said I even touched on Botham Jean Botham Jean was sitting in this house chilling not bothering anybody and was killed. And was killed. Like my son stated earlier. I, uh, here we go with that. Oh, I, I didn't know that was my gun. I thought it was my taser. Like my son said, Oscar, Oscar Grant was killed in at the Oakland train, at the BART station in Oakland, California, by a police officer that allegedly said, oh, I thought I grabbed my taser, but you shot this boy. On New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, I'm sorry. I can't push it enough when I say police reform is a must. It's an absolute must. And I'm going to say it again. Joe and Kamala, police reform needs to be at the top of your list. Justice needs to be served for these families whose loved ones have been taken unjustly by the police. Again, stop sending these police home with a slap on the wrist or your, your, your low balling, uh, charging them with, you know, like I say, Miss Potter, the, the officer that killed Dante Wright, second degree manslaughter. What? So this young man's life didn't matter? I, I just don't get it. I, I just, for the life of me, I, I don't understand. I don't get it. You know. Almost like I don't get how people think COVID is gone.
Karan Nazario, prayers to you and your family. I pray that those two police officers that pulled you over, I feel like I hope and pray you get some justice. Milk they ask for all the money that they have. Start hitting them in their pension. I think police officers that that murder people unjustly, I don't think you should, I don't think you deserve your pension. I think it should go to the family of, of the person you, you murdered. Because you woke up today and decided to be an asshole. I pray for all these families that are still fighting to get justice for the death of their loved ones. I still pray. I still pray for Trayvon Martin. I still pray for Mike Brown. I still pray for Sean Bell's family. I, I even... I pray for Khalif Browder because the system drove this young man to kill himself. I pray for the family of Ahmad Arbery. I still pray for the family of Katherine Johnston, Corin Gaines, Rakia Boyd, Sandra Bland, a Tatiana Jefferson, Oscar Grant, Jordan Davis. I, pray, I still pray for those families. And the list goes on and on and on. I could go all day with the names of these, of these people that were murdered by the police. Alton Sterling, Philando Castillo. Pray for them. I pray for them. I absolutely do. I pray for them. Him agrees with me on the pension. Absolutely. I think that should go to the family. I think that they should take it away from them. I do. I pray for those families. So as we round down to the end of the show, I need to talk about the trial of Derek Chauvin. Closing arguments start tomorrow. Let's talk about this. Will we get justice for George Floyd? Drop off in the comments. Let me know. Anybody that's been keeping up the with the trial, drop in the comments and let me know what do you think. What do you think of the witnesses that came and spoke? What do you think about the doctors that testified and said George Floyd died because of restriction of oxygen to the brain, which in tune stopped this whole. It had nothing to do with the fentanyl in his system. It had nothing to do with that. From what the medical examiner that did the autopsy said, it wasn't even enough fentanyl in his system to kill it. So drop off in the comments. Will justice be served? Will those witnesses that testified on behalf of the prosecution, will that be enough to get a guilty verdict? 
I want to know. Kim say no lie, I'm scared. I'm praying for the family of George Floyd. I'm absolutely praying. But I want to talk about it though. I want to I want to talk about it. In today's day and age, we care more about what we're eating. Hey, it's Kayla. Not only as a foodie do I love to try new recipes with fresh produce, but as a mom, I kind of care about what my daughter is eating. That's why we recently discovered 80 Acres Farms. This is where you can get crisp, delicious salad greens that stays fresher in your fridge for longer, all at your local Kroger. All of the produce is straight from their farm to the store within days of harvest. Plus, the produce is grown using zero pesticides and no GMOs. Just visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and you can find their produce at your local Kroger. At Lexia, we know literacy changes lives. As the gateway to the future for every student, literacy can boost their confidence and help them realize their full potential. Based on the science of reading, our literacy programs, along with all of those dedicated educators, can change the path of students' lives forever. We believe literacy can and should be for all. That's why at Lexia, we're all for literacy. So hold tight. In the Minneapolis suburb of Brooklyn Center, demonstrators took to the street for a sixth night last night after the fatal police shooting of Dante Wright. Wright was gunned down during a traffic stop when an officer mistakenly fired her gun instead of a taser. Some arrests were reported. And in Chicago last night, about 1,000 people rallied over the recent police shooting of 13-year-old Adam Toledo. Closing arguments are set for Monday in the Derek Chauvin murder trial. The former officer, who did not testify, is accused of killing George Floyd by kneeling on his neck for more than nine and a half minutes. Jamie Ukas reports on what is ahead in Minneapolis. The judge sent jurors home for a long weekend, giving them short instructions on what to expect during deliberations next week, saying he would plan for long and hope for short. That came after days of complex testimony and intense cross-examinations. That's, that's my mother. That's, that's my oldest brother, George. I miss both of them. The week started off with heartbreaking testimony from George Floyd's younger brother, Philonis. He talked about George growing up in Houston and his close relationship with their mother. He would always be up on our mom. He was a big mama's boy. He loved her so dearly. On Tuesday, the prosecution rested, and the defense immediately started to build its case, calling use of force expert Barry Broad. In your opinion, was this a use of deadly force? It was not. Police officers don't have to fight fair. They're allowed to overcome your resistance by going up a level. Under cross-examination, the prosecution wasted no time questioning Broad's judgment. What part of this is not compliant? So I see his arm position in the picture that's posted. Right. That, you know, a compliant person would have both their hands in the small of their back and just be resting comfortably versus like he's still moving around. Did you say resting comfortably? By Wednesday, the defense brought in Maryland's former chief medical examiner, Dr. David Fowler, who said Floyd's heart suddenly stopped due to hypertension and heart disease. Fowler also pushed a new theory. There is exposure to a vehicle exhaust, so potentially carbon monoxide poisoning. The prosecution swung back. Do you agree with me that there was no finding of carbon monoxide poisoning from Dr. Baker's autopsy review? I do. 
The biggest question of the case was also answered uh, Thursday. I will invoke my Fifth Amendment privilege today. The jury was not in the room for the rare sight. Chauvin's face unmasked, and it was the first time we heard his voice in court. Is this your decision not to testify? It is, Your Honor. After months of preparation and with the city on high alert, the verdict could come as early as next week. This is Minneapolis approaches the one-year anniversary of George Floyd's death. For CBS This Morning Saturday, Jamie Ucas, Minneapolis. So we talk about the trial of Derek Chauvin. Closing arguments start tomorrow. We get justice. Well, we finally, at some point, hold a police officer accountable for the murder of somebody. Derek Chauvin kneeled on George Floyd's neck for nine minutes and 29 seconds. Nine minutes. Talk about it, son. Well, I really hope that we do get justice, but you know, knowing how, knowing we live in America, it probably won't. They'll probably, you know, I don't know, spin it somehow and try to make it, you know, make it seem like he didn't do wrong. But so far, from what I've seen, you know, Things aren't going their way, so we might get justice. Well, let me ask you. What would a guilty verdict mean to you? You mean calling, saying that Derek was guilty? Yeah. Oh, I would say, you know, a guilty verdict is like after, you know, hearing you know, the evidence but that's been, you know, shown, all the people that testified, you know, it's clearly, you know, stated that he killed him. It shouldn't, you know, it shouldn't take this long. But, you know, there's people, you know, saying like, oh, he died of like a, a drug overdose, killed him. A guilty verdict to me would absolutely give me some type of relief in regards to the family of George Floyd. Kim says the prosecution needs to start off their closing argument by standing there quietly for nine minutes and some change. Right. Nine minutes and 29 seconds was how long Derek Chauvin's knee was on George Floyd's neck. What could have been going through his mind in that moment? This man called out for his mom, who had passed away two years prior. I pray for George Floyd's family. I, I, I pray for his daughter. I pray 
I pray. To the family of George Floyd, I don't care what his past was. He didn't deserve to die. Nine minutes and 29 seconds. I definitely want to take a moment of silence to reflect on these rogue police officers. Derek Chauvin being the first officer right here while the other three stood by and watched. And did nothing. Remember those faces. Derek Chauvin, you kneeled on George Floyd's neck for nine minutes and 29 seconds while your three other officers stood by and did nothing. Zero. You didn't help. You didn't say, hey, 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 come on now. It's too much. You stood by and you watched. You watched your fellow officer kneel on the neck of somebody for nine minutes and 29 seconds. And you sat there and you did nothing. You had the police officer in the far picture to the right stood there like he was on lookout or something. I would have took a charge that day. I would have took a charge that day to save George Floyd's life. Had I had been out there, I would have took a charge that day. I would have hit Derek Chauvin in the face, in the head, whatever, kicked him in the back, something. Nine minutes and 29 seconds, y'all need. Brandon says the justice system is corrupt. You can't do anything but hope and pray. Right. Oh, okay. So correction, correction, y'all. The other two were on his back while the other just stood there. Thank you, Kim. And did nothing. The most heartbreaking testimony in that case was the 911 dispatcher. When she said, I thought the cameras froze because no one was moving. She called the police on the police. They did nothing. 
9 minutes and 29 seconds. And Derek Chauvin just kneeled with his hand in his pocket like it was nothing. Just la, 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 you know. So I pray. I pray for the family of George Floyd. I continue to pray for the family of Dante Wright. I pray for the family of Adam Toledo. I, I pray for the family of Casey Goodson. And the many others that unjustly by the police. I remember that day. George Floyd say his name. Say his name. So I say this, it's time to hold these police officers accountable, period. Stop sending them home. Stop with these bogus ass charges and start holding them accountable. Start making examples. I saw a meme on Facebook uh, where it said, we messed up by not holding George Zimmerman accountable. I remember another police officer really quickly, Officer Noor, I believe is his name, that killed a white woman, was sentenced to 30 years, I believe. He was he was charged with uh, murder. But yet, Officer Potter is charged with second-degree manslaughter. Who mistakenly took a gun for a taser. When is it going to stop? When is it going to end? I don't get it. When are we going to start holding these police officers accountable? When are these good cops going to start speaking out against these bad police? Your police are supposed to protect and serve. Y'all aren't doing a very good job of protecting and serving us. Let me correct that. Y'all aren't doing a very good job of serving protection for us. I salute the good ones. The ones that try to do right. But to you bad ones, I hope you never sleep or rest peacefully another day in your life. 
to my black men, to my black boys, to my black women, to my black girls. I love y'all. I wish it was some way that I could take this pain away. I wish it was some way I could snap my fingers and, and all this be, be over with. But we have to keep fighting. We got to come together. We have to start protecting our own. That's what we have to do. We have to start protecting our own. To my son. I love you. And I'm going to protect you in any way that I can. To my two beautiful black daughters. I love y'all. I pray for y'all. I really do. I'm tired. I'm so tired of seeing this happen. I am. I hate that we have to sit in and continue to have these conversations, but unfortunately we do. Unfortunately we do. We have to have these conversations. All right, so we come now down to the end of the show. I'm going to say my final thoughts and I'm going to let you end with your final thoughts. I don't think there's anything left more for me to say that hasn't already been stated. You know. I pray for a guilty verdict in regards to Derek Chauvin. I pray that justice is served for any other families that are out here that are still seeking justice, who've lost their loved ones to police brutality. Dante Wright didn't deserve to die. Adam Toledo didn't deserve to die. And the thousands of other unarmed black men and women that have died at the hands of the police didn't deserve to die. I'll continue to have these open forums and these conversations until we continue, until we are able to see justice. 
to Kamala Harris and Joe Biden. Police reform needs to be at the top of your list. That needs to be on your list like yesterday. You're allowing these, these white armed gunmen to be taken into custody unscathed. But you're slaughtering these black men and black women out here in the street as if there are no regards for human life anymore. When is enough going to be enough? Your police officers ought to be tired of going home with our blood on your uniforms. That's all I have to say. It's on you, son. My final thoughts would be, you know, we got to start holding these road cops accountable and not just, you know, give them a slap on the wrist. Like we got to give them a really, I wouldn't say hush one, but we got to give them something so that we can, so it will be a lesson for anyone else that's even thinking of doing something like this to never do anything like that again. I agree, Kim. We always, it's sad. We got to keep this deck of cards with us. We have to pull that card. But Joe and Kamala do need to remember who got you where you are. Don't ever bite the hand that feeds you. Because if I had it my way, Joe nor Kamala would be in the White House. I think we should just take a break for about six months and let us run the country and see how it goes and just check back in with us. You know, that's a joke, y'all. That's a joke. Funny, ha ha. But seriously, that needs to be on the to-do list like yesterday. It does. I'm just so blessed that you're still here. You've been in no trouble. You, you've never been arrested. Nothing. I think God. And I, want, and I want to stay that way too. Oh, yeah. I pray that. If you ever have another encounter with the police, I pray you don't. But if you do, I pray you come back to me. I pray you come back to me. You all I got. You're my baby. My best friend, yeah, everything. My firstborn son, my only son, my only boy. 
And I cherish that. And I like the shirt you have on, by the way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh my God. So y'all already know. <sighs> y'all know, y'all know, y'all know. Y'all know I love all the support. I love all of that. Y'all know how to tune in with me. Every Tuesday night, every Thursday night, 8 p.m. Central Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Follow me on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on every streaming platform available. I just got added to Deezer. Um, I just got added to a couple of other platforms. Um, but don't forget to tune in with your girl this Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Central Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, I will. We are continuing the conversation in regards to Mental health, we'll be talking about substance abuse and how that does coincide with mental health. So again, I love you guys. Thank you guys for all the love, for all the support that you guys continue to show me. Um, shout out to my son. Thanks for, for joining me tonight and or this evening and having this conversation. Uh, I will be bringing my son back for future shows, whichever one he's interested in. But this one, to, this one here today was imperative that I had my son on here today. Like I say, uh, you know, these black men and black boys and, and, and black men and black women, we are, we're being murdered at alarming rates by the police and nothing's being done. So we have to continue to have these conversations, you know, um, uh, It's exhausting, but we got to keep doing it. But I love you guys. Anything else you want to say, son? Nope. I said what if I, I said everything that I can think of at the moment. Well, again, I thank you for being on here with me tonight, having this uncomfortable conversation, something that has just become a norm for us. I appreciate you. You know, I, I pray every day that you stay covered. And again, y'all, don't forget, tap in with your girl this Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Central Time. I will be finishing out the month with mental health, and we will be discussing Tuesday night um, substance abuse. So if you or anybody you know that has dealt with substance abuse or you continue to deal with substance abuse, um, I will post the links in the comments where you can seek help. So, love you guys. I'll see y'all Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Central Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. But before I end it, I have to end it with this picture, though. Hold up. Y'all know I've, I've got I to gotta end it with this picture. That's my favorite picture. So, y'all already know that picture right there speaks volumes. I don't have to tell you anything else. So God bless y'all. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. And again, I'll see y'all Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Central Time. And don't forget, set those notifications. Go hit your girl up. Subscribe to me on YouTube so you don't miss another episode of Black Girl Interrupted. Bye.
Get Macy's lowest prices of the season on must-haves to make spring your season. Like twirl-worthy dresses for $79.99 and under. 50 to 65% off effortlessly cool suits from Tommy Hilfiger and more. And 65% off Charter Club damask sheets and bedding. And get contact-free curbside pickup or pickup in store today. Details at Macy's.com slash pickup. Savings off regular sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. At Lexia, we know literacy changes lives. As the gateway to the future for every student, literacy can boost their confidence and help them realize their full potential. Based on the science of reading, our literacy programs, along with all of those dedicated educators, can change the path of students' lives forever. We believe literacy can and should be for all. That's why at Lexia, we're all for literacy.